Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I had a beautiful question come in recently, and I will offer my thoughts, but if you have any thoughts, I welcome your replies as well. So the question was, how do I pray for someone who is in complete darkness? Oh, that is a really beautiful question. So first of all, I would say if the Lord is bringing somebody to mind that you think is in complete darkness, and this could be in the context of former spouse, this could be in the context of wayward child, there's... (laughs) we all know people who are in complete darkness that the Lord might bring to mind on a pretty regular basis. And so in those cases, then you get to just say, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? And I would say in most cases, I bet he's going to keep bringing that person to mind, which means (laughs) that that's a burden of intercession that he's giving to you. It's a gift. And I love what Judith McNutt says, which is, what he reveals, he will heal. And so I think for me, one of the things that I've observed is that a lot of times when somebody is really in darkness, we almost don't want to pray for them because it's like, I'm so afraid of whatever it might be. I'm afraid of what they carry coming back my way. I'm afraid of them going to hell. I'm afraid of, anyway, fill in the blanks. And so I think there's a part where it could be that the first season of praying for this person. And I use season because it might be a day, but it might be months or however long, but is to just say, Lord, I don't want to be afraid of praying for this person. And the scripture says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And so then to say, Jesus, I want your love for this person. And I would like to be able to love them the way that you love them. And, and so it could be that that's all the prayers that you have for a while. But I also think it could be that you pray that maybe just at the start of every prayer. I don't know how the Lord is going to, what the Lord is going to invite you into as you pray. But I, I do feel like so often we'll have a burden and it's almost like, oh my goodness, what can I possibly do in the face of this? Which there it is, like there's the fear. And so you get to just keep saying no. <laughs> what the Lord reveals, he will heal. But I also don't need to be, I don't need to be sucked in out of some kind of like, oh my goodness, they're going to go to hell if I don't pray. Like, well, you don't need to be praying from that place of fear, I guess is my point. And I think it's also really fair to get clear on whether this is actually your burden. And it could be that there's some level of trauma to be prayed through, um, whether with a an organization like Christian Healing Ministries or Bethel Reading Healing Rooms, both of which offer healing prayer online. It could be that there's there's options in your local community, but I think it's really fair to say, I don't want to pray for someone if I'm getting triggered in a way that's unhealthy for me, because I do think that uh, we get to minister from a place of health, <laughs> um, that you know, I think about how Jesus didn't meet the disciples one day and then send them all off to minister the next day, right? Like, it's not like there was a lack of needy people in Israel when Jesus and the disciples were ministering, but he took time to train them. He took time to pray into his region before he sent the disciples out, right? Like, there was a progression, I guess is my point, that you don't need to feel impatient or hurried around any of these things. So there's there's time and 
So yeah, I speak peace, Jesus, over these things. Then one of the things that I feel like I keep seeing in the spirit around really dark things is that you actually just get to say, Lord, I'm asking that this darkness would be walled off and not allowed to harm. And so I I don't know if this makes sense. I almost see it like putting a giant glass test tube over the person with their harm where it's like that it's just not allowed to 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 move outside of that person that you, they're still able to interact with people but the, it's walled off and so i view that kind of like break off the teeth of the wicked that's in one of the psalms maybe a couple psalms it's it's not even like necessarily violent it's more like don't let the things that would poison be allowed to harm like those poisonous things we just say no to the poison and that there's no nothing allowed to bite or devour. And so, yeah, I think that that's one of the prayers that I pray. And then it's like, okay, what do I see the Father doing? And so I think this is so precious of Jesus that we get to say, I, I mean, Jesus said, I can do nothing but what I see my Father doing. And so then we ask, okay, Jesus, like we've neutralized this, this darkness. But I also think... <laughs> You know, I don't usually want to bind and send things to Jesus unless the person is pretty much ready for that. Because in the scripture, it talks about how if you send, if you cast out a demon and it comes back and it finds the house cleaned out, then, but like kind of like still empty, it's just going to go and get more of its friends and the end state of the person is worse than it was before. So basically, I just take that to mean be careful when you're dealing in the spirit because. Uh, the person, if they've invited darkness, that's just what they've invited. And that's maybe not the choice that we would want for them, but that's also their choice. And so in that case, it's like, okay, Lord, what am I asking you to bring their way? Like, will you please visit them in dreams? Will you please send believers who will love them in the midst of their trauma? Will you give them uh, clarity and surprises of how much you love them. Will you speak to them in ways that are so specific and personal? I think, I know for me anyway, I've had experiences that were so personally malicious. It made me catch my breath. Like there is an enemy of me that hates me so specifically. And yet there's also these moments where I just catch my breath like, oh, Jesus, you see me in this moment and that is so precious. And so then we could ask for that kind of moment for these people. And, you know, there was, um, (laughs) it's interesting because I almost feel like (laughs) maybe when I first was talking about the test tube, it was like an upside down test tube, kind of like going over the top of the person, bloop. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's almost more like it would be better if the test tube was right side up so that the the gifts from heaven would be able to drop in on the person in their darkness. And so I think I really like that picture better. Yeah. So uh, those are some of my thoughts on how to pray for someone who's just in darkness. And yeah, if you have more experience, I welcome it because I do feel like we just don't talk about this a whole lot. I think as a church, you know, it's kind of like, oh, please bless them and save them. But there's an aspect like if somebody is seriously dealing with dark, dark things, then what does that look like? How do we pray for them in health and commit to praying for them over the long term? 
or at least as long as we have that as our burden to carry. So anyway, my whole point with saying all of that is um, I welcome any additional thoughts that you might have. But Lord Jesus, I thank you that (laughs) you see each one of us. And Jesus, that you died for each one of us. That the, no matter how far we are, Lord, I even just thinking about the horrible things that people did to you while you were on this earth. And, and yet you asked the Father to forgive them while you were suffering on the cross. And so, Lord, in the ways that there is darkness around us that we want changed, we want it shifted, Lord, I am asking that you would teach us to pray until that shift comes. And I thank you for that, Jesus. In your precious name, amen.